Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. It is hot. Summer is officially here. Uh, I will be, not that it's going to matter a great deal to you guys, but I'm going to be on the road for much of the last next several weeks. I'm headed up to New York tomorrow uh, because we are going to be celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Clay and Buck Show. I appreciate all of you who've been listening to the radio show. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has now been a full year since we started that radio show. Then I'm headed down to Atlanta. Uh, Again, going to be doing most of my shows wherever I am, but I'm going to be in Atlanta uh, for a seven-game Atlanta Braves home series. I'm going to have my kids there with me. We're going to go to Truist Park. We're going to have an awesome time uh, staying right there in the Battery. And uh, I can't wait for that. So then I'm going to be in Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, I'm going down to the beach uh, where I will be down with my uh, people on 30A for July 4th and all of that. End result is going to be, your boy's going to be on the road a lot over the next three weeks plus. Uh, But nothing should change for you. I'm going to be working every single day like I ordinarily would. We'll just be on the road. So if you happen to be uh, in New York City, If you happen to be in Atlanta, if you happen to be down on the Gulf Coast at the best beaches in the United States, continental United States, that is, you may see your boy walking around uh, over the next uh, three or four weeks. So, a little bit of housekeeping there. Right off the top, I am getting angrier and angrier as the days have passed since the Washington Commanders made the decision to fine Jack Del Rio $100,000 for merely asking a question that is 100% a valid question that makes total sense. And that question was this. Why in the world are we treating January 6th as if it is the only riot that has ever occurred in our nation's history? I don't get it. I just want to share some data because this is the question. It's all Jack uh, Del Rio did. He just asked a question. I want to share with you several different data points that are out there that effectively is what Jack Del Rio asked. Jack Del Rio merely said, why are we treating January 6th different than all the BLM riots that went on? Okay, there were around 500 plus BLM riots that took place. Let me give you some data. Seven months of riots. Many of you will remember the summer of 2020, riots everywhere, looting, violence happened all over the country. Over 20 people were murdered as a part of the BLM riots. Hundreds of small businesses destroyed, burned down, rioted, looted, forced to close. Over 150 federal buildings damaged, including, by the way, in my own uh, city of Nashville, They tried to burn down the main Nashville courthouse. That's probably a state-owned building, not necessarily federal, but representative of what was going on everywhere. On live television, people were breaking windows in the main Nashville courthouse and trying to burn it down in the middle of a BLM protest that was taking place in the city. Now, look, many protesters did not, and I'll talk about this in a moment, did not break the law, but a lot did too. Billions of dollars in damage as a result of the BLM protest. Over 2,000 police officers assaulted. What happened 
to all of these violent protesters who were arrested, Democrats actually raised money to bail them out so that there were no consequences for their actions. And the media, as you'll well remember, the mostly peaceful protests, remember how CNN described it as a mostly peaceful protest while there were police buildings and federal buildings burning behind them? The media has never required there be any investigation. We don't know whether this was a coordinated attack upon the United States. We don't know a lot of details about these riots because people just pretended they didn't happen and they moved on. Compared to January 6th, January 6th lasted a couple of hours. There were zero murders that occurred. The only person who was killed was Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed protester who was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer. Despite what you hear, there were no deaths of police officers. No small businesses were destroyed. One federal building was damaged. Around $1.5 million in damage reportedly occurred. 140 officers were assaulted, according to the numbers. And the people who were arrested there for January 6th, many of them are still in solitary confinement. And it was and remains the lone right-wing riot. Now, most people who protest in this country do not break the law. Democrat, Republican, independent. And I encourage people to speak out in manners that befit their own political beliefs. But whether you are a Democrat, whether you are a Republican, whoever you might be, you don't have the right to break the law. And when you break the law as a part of your protest with violent actions, with looting, with disobedience, that is a violation of the law, you should be arrested and prosecuted no matter what your political beliefs are. And I've been consistent in that, making those arguments forever. Okay, so Jack Del Rio just raised the question, why are we treating these things so different? The BLM riots compared to January 6th. The BLM riots, by every statistical measure that I just shared with you, are worse than what happened on January 6th in terms of death, in terms of destruction, in terms of cost to businesses themselves. No way to dispute that, okay? So, what I would ask you is, when you see here this statement from head coach Ron Rivera, and by the way, I went on Tucker Carlson and talked about this on Friday night, I conflated the names a couple of times. I apologize. As much as you might think, your boy's not perfect. But the argument that I made, I 100% stand by. I said Ron Rivera sometimes when I meant Jack Del Rio. I whiffed on that. But I'm reading directly from the statement that is attributed to Ron Rivera. Now, I say the statement that is attributed to Ron Rivera because former NFL head coach Jeff Fisher went on with the OutKick 360, which was broadcasting in Birmingham for the USFL uh, over the weekend. And Jeff Fisher said there's no way that Ron Rivera wrote this statement and that he had lost a lot of respect for Ron Rivera as a result of this statement. But there are lies in this statement that was attributed to Ron Rivera. Among them, uh, he says, again, presuming that this is Ron Rivera, he says, lives were lost in the riot at the Capitol. There were not lives lost. That's a plural. That is a lie. There was a life that was lost. It was Ashley Babbitt, okay? So the Washington Redskins statement here 
Washington Commanders, whatever you want to call them, this statement has a lie in it. I don't think they've corrected it. At OutKick, we reached out and asked about the lies, and they haven't responded yet. But this is a lie. There were not lives lost in the Capitol riot. There was a life lost, and it was Ashley Babbitt who was shot by a Capitol Police officer. Um, There is a difference, a distinction, according to this, between the events of that dark day and peaceful protest, which are a hallmark of our democracy. No, no, no. The BLM protests were more violent and had more death and had more destruction. So treating them the same is actually being generous to the BLM protest. Also, uh, I want to make it clear, our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. Let me tell you this. If they were trying to topple the government on January 6th, it's the worst coup ever, all right? Grandmas with selfie sticks were not trying to overthrow the government of the United States. They broke the law. They trespassed. They deserve to be held accountable. But this idea, this fiction that in some way our government was in danger on January 6th is a lie, okay? It's a lie. Now, people should be prosecuted. Those who trespassed should be. But within a couple of hours, everything went right back to normal. The people, by and large, were not armed. In fact, there are hardly any people who were armed with actual guns that made it into the Capitol. Again, they deserve to be prosecuted. But... The equivalency, the BLM protests were far worse than what happened on January 6th from the violence perspective, from a uh, destruction of property perspective, and from a death and destruction and time perspective. I mean, I ran through all the data on this. So this feels like something that would be coming from Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth. Instead, it's coming from a football team. And the message that's being sent based on this, and this is why I'm so fired up about it. I heard from a lot of coaches, players, people affiliated with the NFL, pro sports in general, and they all said, this is a message. This $100,000 fine is a message that is designed to let it be known that you are not allowed to share anything other than far left-wing of political opinions. That's what the fine said, okay? And what I would argue, okay, I want to make this clear. If... Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr decided to share their political opinions, which I think are often not very smart, far left-wing, hypocritical, uh, inconsistent, right? I would be happy to debate Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich on politics any day of the week. I think they're not very smart in terms of the consistency and the logic behind their political opinions. But if their team fined them $100,000 for sharing their opinions... I'd be the first person to say, hey, I don't think that's appropriate. They have the right to share their political opinions in a press conference. And they have the right to not share their political opinions, right? If any coach says, hey, I only want to talk about basketball, I only want to talk about football here, I'm not going to discuss anything, then they have that right too, okay? In my opinion. I would say that's totally wrong, fining them $100,000. I want to ask you this question. How many sports media members 
who may not agree with what Jack Del Rio said, have you heard defend Jack Del Rio's right to have an opinion at all? These are the same people, by the way, who have told you for a long time that it is heroism that Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem. The same people who lauded any athlete who refused to go to the Trump White House. They want all of those athletes to make political statements and it's brave for them to do so from a left-wing perspective. But have you heard any of those people who have been praising athletes now and coaches for taking left-wing positions for years criticize the Washington Commanders for this $100,000 fine of Jack Del Rio? No, you haven't. And this is important. That's because unlike me, their positions are inconsistent. They claim that they support free speech, but what they actually support is speech that agrees with their political opinions. They do not support the principle of free speech. And by the way, I understand that we are not talking about the government imposing a fine upon Jack Del Rio. I'm not disputing that the Washington Commanders can fine players or coaches for things that they say that they disagree with. But I am pointing out that what happened here is not being applied consistently across sports. Jack Del Rio wasn't fined for having a political opinion. He was fined for having a non-left-wing political opinion, which is content discrimination. And why I always argue for, this is what I've said with Elon Musk, what we need are consistent policies that are applied and do not favor one particular political opinion over another one. We need them evenly applied regardless. So if Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich were being fined $100,000 every time they shared a political opinion, and then Jack Del Rio was as well, you may not agree with it, but that would be a content-neutral policy that fined politicians, fined uh, athletes or coaches every time they spoke about politics. It's not what happened here. This was, first of all, Jack Del Rio's right, in my opinion. Secondly, if he had come out and said, January 6th was the greatest threat to American democracy in my life, and Donald Trump deserves, in my opinion, if Jack Del Rio had said this, and Donald Trump deserves to be charged with crimes and put in prison, he wouldn't have gotten fined $100,000 he would have gotten universally praised for using his platform to speak truth to power. But is it really brave to speak truth when everyone agrees with the truth that you are sharing with your opinion? Again, does anybody dispute this? Jack Del Rio comes out and calls January 6th the greatest threat to American democracy that's ever existed. Then he gets rewarded for that praise. Certainly he doesn't get fined $100,000. Jack Del Rio got fined for sharing a political opinion that is not embraced by the left wing in this country. And they fined him to send a message to everyone that if you ask questions, political related, you're going to face consequences if they come in any direction other than far left wing. And let me just say this. Everybody out there listening, everybody watching, remember who supports the right of people to speak out without being punished by their employer. Your boy. We've never seen this happen to my knowledge 
where a $100,000 fine was levied for someone sharing their political opinion, whether it's a coach or whether it's a player. And what you've seen is all of these guys that claim to support athletes and coaches speaking out haven't defended Jack Del Rio at all because they're not about principle. They're about politics. And it's only left-wing politics. If you agree with them, then you should speak out. If you don't, then you should be punished for what you believe. That's the truth. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. Uh, All right. I had an amazing time in Knoxville over the weekend. Drove up on Saturday morning uh, with my two of my sons and a friend and his son. The five of us had a phenomenal time. Went to the Tennessee-Notre Dame game, the one that ended with the right result, which was Tennessee absolutely putting a blitzkrieg on Notre Dame. Uh, By the way, congrats to the Fighting Irish for winning game three. Uh, But uh, my 11-year-old got the Jordan Beck three-run home run ball. We had a phenomenal time with the Spire group out in left field of the uh, University of Tennessee, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Just an outstanding time. I met a lot of OutKick listeners, a lot of OutKick viewers, a lot of OutKick readers. Uh, By the way, over the weekend, one of the biggest days of OutKick audience in the history of the site. So I appreciate all of you who are sharing our content, checking it out every single day. Uh, But I had a phenomenal time. I can't can't wait to get back up to Knoxville for the opening Thursday night of college football. Uh, I will be up there uh, as we, I think, are going to be doing a big OutKick college football tour extravaganza again. Um, Over the weekend, the Kavanaugh assassination attempt was almost completely ignored by the vast majority of Sunday television shows. I want to read, because I tweeted this out, and I think it's pretty significant, how many people didn't share one iota of the details surrounding this uh, because I do think it's a pretty significant fact. Um, When you look at what is going on right now, uh, and I uh, I am scrolling through to see this. This is from Steve Guest. Number of mentions of Kavanaugh. ABC's This Week, zero mentions. NBC's Meet the Press, zero mentions. CBS's Face the Nation, zero mentions. CNN's State of the Union, zero mentions. All four, ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN, did not think it was a significant enough story that a Supreme Court justice, there was an assassination attempt designed to keep him from issuing an opinion in uh, this uh, abortion case. Fox News Sunday, by the way, covered it. This is being buried. 20th page of the New York Times, buried on CNN to such an extent that lots of people out there, including lots of people you know, are not even aware that there was a man who showed up with a gun intending to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh outside of his home because it doesn't fit the prevailing narrative. This is why the choices of the stories that you choose to cover matters to such a significant degree in this country, that story is being completely and utterly buried. Speaking of buried, right now the stock market and crypto are getting buried. As I speak to you with about 30 minutes left in the trading day, the Dow is down over 700 points 
And oh God, it just popped down nearly a thousand points. The Biden White House says they don't pay attention to the daily wiggles of the stock market. Well, the stock market is not daily wiggling. It's down in the 18 months that Joe Biden has been president of the United States. And we are about to go under 30,000 on the Dow. Uh, The S&P 500 also tanking. And we are in the midst of terrifying, frankly, economic times when you consider 8.6% inflation, uh, when you consider the stock market tanking as it is right now. I used as an example uh, that Disney is now down. If you bought Disney stock, which is pretty wild to think about, Disney was at $120 a share in July of 2015. Disney was at $120 in July of 2015. It's now at $95. Leaving aside the impact of inflation, if you simply bought and held Disney stock for seven years, you have lost over 25% just on the purchase price alone. In other words, this sell-off is monumentally massive. And even if you look at your returns over the past decade, they have been not very good either. Now, I I think, and I'll probably talk and write some about this, I think a big part of why Disney has collapsed is, I've been writing about it for a while, the cord cutting basically started around 2015 that everybody started to abandon the cable and satellite bundle. And that's now become a reality. And the idea was streaming is going to save all of these content companies. But in reality, streaming is going to be very expensive and not return that much in terms of the dollar value. So this is uh, a scary time. I always say invest in S&P 500 index funds. Uh, Look away and don't pay attention to what they do on a day-to-day basis. But this is emblematic of what, unfortunately, I've labeled the Bidus touch, which is everything Joe Biden touches turns to crap. Everything. Murder rate skyrocketing. Southern border a sieve. War in Europe. Uh, We've got 8.6% inflation, the highest in 40 years. We have got murder rates skyrocketing all over this country. COVID hasn't gone away, despite the fact that Joe Biden fired tons of people because they refused to take the COVID shot. All of this is an unmitigated disaster. The Bidus touch is the exact opposite of the Midas touch. Everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. Speaking of crap, January 6th is is a joke, all right? This 18-month investigation, I just ran through all of these things, $5 price of gas, inflation skyrocketing, 40-year highs, Stock market tanking down nearly 1,000 points today as I am talking to all of you. Uh, Biden's uh, stock market underwater 18 months, uh, all is lost value. And Democrats want to focus on January 6th. And January 6th, when you really boil it all down, is about trying to impeach Donald Trump for a third time. Because Democrats are terrified that Trump is going to win in 2024. They impeached him twice. If COVID doesn't happen, Trump would have won comfortably in 2020. They bring out Joe Biden. He's a disaster. But they tried to argue that Biden was going to restore normalcy to the country. He's failed at all of that. And honestly, we're lucky that Joe Manchin stood up to Joe Biden's policies. And by the way, to the extent that anybody 
working on Capitol Hill is listening to this right now. Republicans have to hold up their right hand and swear that they're not going to allow Joe Biden to spend any more money because we are dealing with such devastating economic straits that if Joe Biden had actually gotten what he wanted and spent over $5 trillion more trillion on Build Back Better, we would all be in a much worse situation than we are right now. Fortunately, Joe Manchin stood up to it, but don't allow anybody to say, well, the reason why the Biden administration isn't succeeding is because there's been too much obstruction from Republicans. God, Republicans are the only reason this country doesn't have 15% inflation right now. Because if Joe Biden had gotten to spend $5 trillion plus more dollars like he wanted to, uh, that's where we would be resting right now. Uh, Celtics Warriors Game 5 is going on tonight. I am going to only watch the end of this game and only if it's close because I'm taking the Travis boys to Jurassic Park, uh, the newest Jurassic Park film. I know the reviews haven't been great, but let's be honest. It's dinosaurs running around in buildings. My boys are going to like it. They're young. I'll probably like it because I like all the big popcorn movies. And so uh, I am headed out there to watch this movie. I like the Warriors tonight to win game five. Uh, I think they will have success. And I like the over in this game. The Warriors and the over would be the number. Let me see what the latest is. Uh, The latest line at FanDuel is right now. Um, The latest number at FanDuel is Warriors are a four-point favorite over under 210.5. I'm going Warriors and the over tonight. I appreciate all of you. Like I said, I'm flying up to New York. One-year anniversary of the Clay and Buck show. Uh, We're celebrating in New York, having a big event, Uh, but uh, I will still be doing shows, just not tomorrow. You can hang out with us on the Clay and Buck Show all week long. You can certainly hang out with us at OutKick, where we're setting all-time records in terms of readership. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, this has been OutKick, the show.